Welcome back to another episode. I'm Michael here, my co-host Dante and Matt. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. Happy to be here. Yeah, um, again, same as him, I'm happy to be here as well. Yeah, and today we have a, a very special guest today with us. We have uh, a long-time uh, classmate, friend, and Charlie Tannen. We, me and Dante went to school with her for quite a while, like eight years, I want to say. Eight, nine years. Uh, Charlie is a, a, a singer. She went to Berkeley School of Music in Boston. And she now performs in Boston, Nashville, New York, and Connecticut. So welcome, Charlie Tarnan. Thanks for having me. It's great to talk to you guys again. Let's go. It's great to have you here with us. Um, so to get things started off, do you want to just tell us a little bit about what you do in music besides performing? Is there anything else that you kind of... Or you just talk about performing, I guess. Just a general synopsis of what you do. Yeah, definitely. Um, basically, when you guys knew me, I wasn't really writing my own music yet. So that's definitely something I've added in. Um, I started writing my own music. Uh, I started recording it in studios, working with like producers, um, working with a band. I now have like a band that I work with um, full time. Um, yeah, basically just expanding on everything for like it started with performing other people's songs and me doing that. And now I'm trying to, you know, make it my own and become my own artist. Okay. Very cool. Very <laughs> nice, cool. nice, nice. Um, I guess like, when did you start working with this band and like, how did you like, I guess, join or how did it get created or so? Yeah. So it's kind of a story. I don't know. I guess I'll go into it anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, basically so I had a band at Berkeley and I was like, so happy. I was like, this is the one. And then the pandemic happened and two of them dropped out of Berkeley. One went back to Columbia and another one graduated. So I was like, wow, this Damn. really did not work out for me. <laughs> and I was so discouraged. I was like, I'm never going to find a band like this again. It's going to be horrible. Um, so basically throughout the pandemic, I just kind of did what I could, um, on my own doing music and then i when i went back to berkeley i got offered to do um the two festivals that i did this summer uh and they were like you need a band and i was like yeah i know so i <laughs> so basically i just like panicked and i like asked like so many i like asked so many guitarists bassists drummers and i just went through a bunch of people to try to find the perfect combo and now I found them, but it definitely, without the pressure of having to do those festivals, I don't think we would have formed because I was like, you know, I was on a deadline. <laughs> yeah. And so did these players that you found, or like the bass players and all that, did they go to school with you or how did you get in contact with these guys? Yeah. So they all, um, they go, to, they actually are still at Berkeley. They're going to graduate uh, this year, but yeah, they all went to Berkeley. I actually used Instagram a lot and that's something that happens a lot at berkeley which i thought was weird when i got there i thought you'd like go to the cafeteria and be like hey you're a guitarist <laughs> like come be in my band but mm -hmm. a lot of people like operate on social media because there is there's so many people so it's not like you're gonna run into everyone on the street sort that's of true. thing so yeah i started using social media a lot to find a lot of people that i work with 
That makes sense. Social media is definitely a good way to uh, get out there and reach out to people. How, yeah. how how big is like the band that you're in? Yeah, so I um, I play with a guitarist, a bassist, and a drummer. And then if I'm getting paid like a little extra, I'll throw in a piano player. But you know, if if it's like I, if I'm like I know I'm not getting paid anything for this gig, yeah, I, I cut them out. <laughs> So do you have like a pianist on like standby or do you just kind of find one when you need to find one? Um, I have one on standby, um, but he just moved to LA. So I guess what's fun yeah. about everyone graduating Berkeley is like, I kind of have a band everywhere I go because everyone's oh, okay. dispersed. So oh, yeah. if I go to LA, my old drummer and my piano player are there now and they know to, they're going to know like a guitarist and bassist. So if I ever needed to play a show, I could just fly in there and they know my material and put on a show you know so it's kind of cool to like i was like very sad about it i was like why don't you stay with me <laughs> but then yeah. i was i was thinking about it and i was like wow this actually is really good opportunity because if i go anywhere i would definitely know people that i could yeah, exactly with. you have connections everywhere now which mm -hmm. is nice yeah so ever since i've known you Charlie, you've always been a singer when did when did that start like how did you find that love for yeah. singing um, I, well, it all started in musical theater. And I think the first thing that pretty much happened to me was my mom took me to this like performance of this like kids summer camp musical. I don't know. It was like just a musical that these kids put on. And I was like sitting in the audience and I apparently, I don't remember any of this. I don't know if my mom was like dramatizing it, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, um, I like looked at my mom and I was like, oh, I want to do that. I want to like be on stage. I want to do that. So I guess it was kind of just like, a, I saw it, you know, I think that's what happens like with people in sports too. Like mm -hmm. you like watch someone play football and you're like, oh, sh this would be so cool. Like I want to do this, you know? Yeah, so, I definitely agree with that one. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what happened to me. Okay. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but for some reason, I kind of remember when we were in high school and you were talking about going to school to like study music. You were also kind of talking about being on like the back end of like maybe like production and stuff. Was that something you did while you were in college too? Yeah. Um, that's so funny that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that was so long ago. Um, I think I was like, just, that was a weird time because when I was in high school at the end of high school, I had done so much of the theater, musical theater stuff. And Ooh. I think I didn't know it, but I think I was just done, which is why I was like, tried to be like, I don't know what I was. I think I was like choreographer, or, like half director for the musical or something like senior year. Uh -huh. um, and I was like, maybe I'll try doing this. But I think it was actually just like, maybe I don't want to do musical theater anymore sort of thing. Uh -huh. Okay, so, gotcha. I, I haven't done any like production or directing or things like that, but I have just fully committed to being just a musical artist, not like in the commercial music world, not the theater world, you know? Okay, so that's, right. I think that's kind of what happened to me. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, understandable. It's understandable for sure. Uh, so, okay. I guess back to like your uh, performing, like in your band and stuff, you said you like write music typically like how long? does it take to like make a song and and also i guess where do you get your inspiration from sorry if that's like a vague question but no you're good 
Um, <laughs> um, yeah, writing a song, it's, it is so weird. It is really weird. Um, basically, it can take, like, two months, or it can be, like, an hour. Like, I've written a song in an hour, and it's, I'm like, oh, wow, this actually works. Like, how did I do this? And then I'll, like, sit down the next day, and I'll be like, I want to die. Why can I not think of anything? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll literally think of one word, and then I'll be like, we're leaving it for today. That's my three hours <laughs> I put in. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a weird process. I think for me, the what I do is kind of like, um, I start by listening to music or I start by, I started playing bass at Berkeley. I, I'm not good. I just, That's okay. I'm trying. Um, <laughs> but, um, basically I'll kind of start by like trying to learn a song on bass. And then from there, I just kind of like end up like doing weird things on bass. Like I'm like, oh, I don't want to learn the song anymore. And, but I'll keep playing just random things and that will kind of create a song. So definitely for me, I have to like start with listening to some music to get inspired. And then, you know, it comes like my own stuff comes out of me, basically. But Very cool. yeah, I start with like melody ideas. I just start with like simple things like lyrics or like, you know, like a melody or something like that. And then I take it to my band and they help me, you know, make it real, make it a full song. And then. I go back and change the lyrics like 25 times. Um, mm -hmm. And then, and then I, you know, then it's usually complete by then. When you're recording, do you record with the band or do you kind of just record the vocals by yourself and then maybe have like the band record the instrumental. And so while you're recording, you kind of hear like the instrumental in your headphones while you're doing the vocals. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it can go like either way so for the two tracks that i um just released i it was actually one person his name is jasper harris he produced um the tracks by himself like in his apartment bass drums everything on his computer and mm. then i just came in and did vocals over it um and then i'm actually working on an album right now because i do have more of a solid band um where we're all just going into the studio playing everything and it's all like one take so it kind of depends for like what you're going for like for more pop commercial stuff definitely it's going to be like a producer and then i come in with vocals or if it's going to be like if you want like a rock you know live band vibe right. usually just do it all on one but you know i cheat like i'll <laughs> i'll be like i hated how that word sounded so i'll go back to the studio and fix it you know that's okay. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta sound the way you like it. Can't put out something you don't like. How does um how does like getting gigs work for you? Like, do you like go online like on Instagram and like DM people or how does that work? Yeah. Ugh, I don't want to talk about that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um it's definitely a process. I need to be positive. But um yeah, getting gigs is um just a lot of so basically wherever you want to go like say new york you just i basically just make a list of i research for like hours all the venues in new york and then i just you have to like dig to find their email or you have to dig to find they usually have agents or a booking agent find whoever they are and then 
send like a cold email and be like, hey, like, uh -huh. please fuck me. Please fuck me. You don't know who I am and I might not sell any tickets, but please, I need this gig. So, and usually you'll send out like a bunch and you'll get like half of them to reply. Uh -huh. um, so it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's definitely a process, but you know, I, it's, that's kind of like my every day wake up for an hour just send out emails that's kind of my like uh, boring part of what i do <laughs> do you have um like a favorite venue or a place you've performed where the energy is just like better or like you just feel more i don't know feeling it yeah yeah um let me see i think well definitely the music festivals i played they were like that was the coolest and that mm. wasn't even like because of the performing it was like the backstage and like seeing the other artists and having like a trailer like that was really oh, cool yeah sure. so <laughs> yeah because usually i'm playing in like really small bars in like boston uh -huh. where they're like here put your guitar behind this chair and hopefully no one will steal it <laughs> so yeah that was definitely the coolest the coolest experiences i've had so how did you get to perform with these festivals because you said for gigs you kind of reach out to people on instagram i'm assuming it's a little probably different for the festivals right yeah so basically um i like owe everything to berkeley i they have this program where they send artists to like Lollapalooza and sound on sound which is and faster horses which are the two i did in Govball. so they have all these like mm. connections with these festivals and they basically you apply and they pick like seven people um to and they like pick like one for lala one for govball um and they just send them to these places they pay for everything they like help you buy merch and do all the stuff um and i was like fortunate enough to be picked for faster horses which was um a music festival in michigan and then Sound on Sound in Connecticut, they were like, oh, hey, do you have anyone to sing there? And they were like, well, we're obviously going to give this to you because you live in Connecticut <laughs> and you're perfect for this. So I was like, wow, I get two. This is really working out That's for me. Awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. how was it seeing like your name on the, the festival poster for like the first time? I like was like, this is a joke. Like everyone's going to see that and think like, who the hell is that? Like, who cares? Like, what? but it was it's definitely like yeah it's definitely cool like i printed like i printed out the posters because i'm like i need this in paper that like my name is next to like CBS. no for sure that's something you definitely have to keep on hold on to yeah so it's definitely like yeah it was definitely surreal um just seeing it do, do you like um oh sorry i'm gonna go ahead no no i was just gonna say like i always see people talking about like like actors seeing their names on like the movie poster oh, yeah. for the first time and like how it's like emotional and stuff but i don't know it's a it's a cool feeling for sure i bet we'll get there michael when well, this podcast makes it big <laughs> you know <laughs> we'll do some live shows we'll, we'll get our name out there yeah right um, next to joe Rogan. i can see it now. <laughs> yeah. we'll get multi-million deals yeah first. um so charlie do you, when you perform even at like or do you still get nervous or have you gotten at least like a little used to like performing in front of like large groups of people Oh my god. I oh. literally had like a breakdown the day before. <laughs> um, it's it's you know what? It's really weird because sometimes I'm fine, sometimes I'm like 
honestly for the festival um well the both of the festivals like berkeley made us rehearse so much that i was like i could do this in my sleep like whatever you know so i actually wasn't so i wasn't that nervous for those but then when i did my first show in new york i was like panicking i was like oh my god like this is so yeah i was i i don't know i just it really depends like like i yeah it just kind of depends where it is like to me new york is like a big thing in my head like to perform in new york like that's really cool so that kind of put me into panic i'm in boston I perform there so many times that I'm like, yeah, I'm we're good. Like this is Boston. Like I've done it before, so mm-hmm. it really it depends. But I <clears throat> definitely, definitely get nervous still. Interesting. Do you have like a, I don't know, I don't know if singers have this, but um, or like musicians they have this, but like a lot of athletes they have like pregame rituals <laughs> to like for, to like ready themselves before like a a game. So do you do you do anything like before every single? um gig that you have like yeah besides the warming up obviously um mm. i always order sushi because for me it's like the safest thing to eat like a california roll or like a salmon roll because it's yeah, not like spicy or yeah it's like it's just like a very bland sort of thing but it gives me like enough protein to get through the night because i will mm. not eat because i'm so nervous so i'm like okay i just gotta have my one sushi roll get it in me yeah. Gotta get how long, how long are your gigs usually? Um, they are between like twenty minutes and two hours. So it really it That's a big range. Two hours. Yeah. That's crazy. So you gotta be Yeah, you gotta be prepared. <laughs> so Damn. can you describe the process, what it was like finding your voice in music? Because I know sometimes artists struggle finding their voice. Maybe they are going into genres that don't really fit them as well as others so was that hard for you to find like what genre of music fits your voice yeah it's i mean i'm like still struggling with it because it's just yeah it's definitely hard i so i played this like country music festival and i was like okay i guess i could be a country artist because somebody kind of heard me like at berkeley and they were like oh your voice sounds like this and i Uh didn't really have enough music out to like show that i was not really country you know, mm-hmm. like they were just like, oh, your voice sounds like this, but my music kind of is different. Um, yeah. So there was like that identity crisis I had. And then <laughs> and then um, when I started like writing a lot more, I like realized that, oh, I kind of like the rock pop genre more like I'm going to go with this. And now mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like sitting in between like pop and rock and all sorts of things so i think as your career continues like everything just unfolds but kind of what i've learned is i can't like let people put me into a box because it just kind of manipulates like what you write and how you you know it it's just like not true to you like i felt pressured to write these like country vibe things and i was like wait Uh i'm really not this is not my thing yeah for sure that that makes a lot of sense so yeah, I think it's just like growing up kind of thing. You just gotta keep keep writing stuff, and you kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. And um, how how have you kind of perfected? Well, we're not. Or how have you worked on your voice, like improving your vocals over the years? Because obviously, as you get older, your voice has changed. 
and obviously you're trying to find yourself in different genres. So are there like any weaknesses that over the years you've kind of tried to work on or is there anything right now that you're trying to do to improve your your voice? Yeah, definitely. Um I I'm definitely trying to improve like my longevity in like cuz I really full force everything like when I go on stage like I'm like committing in that moment and if I lose my voice in my head I'm like I don't care I'm giving these people a show you know mm -hmm. but I'm like really trying to learn um how to I mean it is kind of like being an athlete it's like you gotta like I didn't know this before I went to Berkeley but I had this period where I kind of kept like losing my voice but it wasn't due to my vocal cords it was like muscle tension and I was like, Ooh, what the okay. hell? This is like physical therapy for <laughs> musicians. I'm like, what is going on here? And I like went to this, oh, sorry, there's an airplane. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to this um, like physical therapy thing for your throat and they put like a heater on my throat and massaged my neck. And after she did that, like I got my voice back, like within 20 minutes of her like doing this massage and doing wow. these things like my throat was done like it was good so wow, that's I pretty cool. kinda, yeah that's like the biggest thing that i've learned and started doing because i just did not know that that was a thing like i didn't know that your throat muscle well it was just kind of dumb i should have known that but i didn't know <laughs> like your throat muscles affected um your vocal cords <laughs> so is, is yeah, that like so. is that something you do like regularly now getting that no, yeah, I do it every day because I'm terrified. Oh. I'm like, I do not have any muscles. No, I'm like, I'm obsessed now because it feels so good too. I'm like, guys, I need my 20 minutes to put my heating on my, my throat and massage my vocals. Yeah, but it feels really nice. I mean, I could teach I you bet. guys something I mean, if you want to relax your throat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and whatever you do, with it too. Like, it totally takes it away which i think is crazy but really yeah. i gotta next time i get sick i'll hit you up get yeah some, like, some exercises no, we should make a patreon <laughs> and then have that be on there oh my yeah. gosh you're so right i'm yeah that's actually a good idea <laughs> some extra content for the, for the viewers <laughs> oh man that'd be fun so i know that sometimes when artists are in the recording studios they go in they record a song and they're like, oh, this one's it. Like, I know this one's going to do well. And then there's sometimes where they record songs, they don't think it's going to do well, and it does well. So has there ever been a song that you kind of recorded and you're like, oh, I know this is one. Like, this is a good one. Like, this one's going to do well for sure. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that kind of happens for me after I write a song. Like, in, like, I know when a song's complete, when I listen to it, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is the one. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of what happens to me but surprisingly um recently i've since i've been writing a lot more songs i don't have the luxury of spending like months on them and being like okay it's finally complete i kind of just gotta like have content and go out there and see how the audience reacts and i'm finding huh. that the songs i think are best like get not they don't even get as much as a reaction as the ones that i'm like oh my god i struggled so long to write this one like uh -huh. it's gonna be terrible like no one's gonna like it and then i'll perform it and everyone's like oh my god that's your best song like wow 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 <laughs> I'm like, 
you guys like what i literally did you not hear the last song like i wrote that in an hour and it was amazing like what are you talking about yeah i see on your your spotify brunnen has the most listens to but you did just release a certain song so like what was running one of the songs that you thought was going to do well um actually i mean yeah i thought it was going to do well i didn't think it was going to turn into like such a pop vibe song which i'm happy mm-hmm. to dig pop songs obviously do better on spotify like you know compared to the live band sh- stuff yeah. um wait, <laughs> sorry no you're good you're good <laughs> But yeah, I definitely, that one, like just the chorus, when I wrote the chorus, I was like, all right, we're doing something with this. Like, I really feel good about this one. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm really happy how that one turned out. And I'm surprised how it evolved as a song. Well, what was uh, one of your, what is, in your opinion, your favorite song that you, that you wrote and performed? Um, I think right now, I actually wrote a song like two weeks ago with my band um and it's called say it and we're recording it next week um so it should be released soon but yeah i think that one is my favorite one and it's actually the first one that i wrote with my like core band right now so because usually i write it and then kind of bring it to like my guitarist and we write it together and then we're done but this one we are all actually in the room and we like collaborate yeah collaborated Anyway, we worked on it all together. (laughs) (laughs) So you were saying before, when you used to write songs, you'd play it like on the bass and then try to come up with the lyrics. Is it the same thing when you're with the band? Like, do you guys find a melody or something that kind of works and then go from there? Yeah, I think I'm like kind of a control freak or something because I feel like I need to have like the chorus ready and then go in because I want like I have a vision in my head you know Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to like it's kind of like having a child it's like okay like this is the chorus i don't want you guys to mess this up but i do need you guys to help me like because i'm just envisioning something so that's like kind of how it works when i when i do it with the band um but you know it i i obviously do let them like play around with it and um let it evolve but in my head Uh i already go into the rehearsal have an idea of what i want the song to sound like Mm -hmm. um and it's a matter of like us playing around with it to get to that point so do they help with lyrics at all too or are you really the one dealing with the lyrics yeah i do i'm the only one who does the lyrics and also like the melody so whatever i'm singing all, all the notes i'm singing all the lyrics i'm singing i do um, and then I do like a basic, like basic chords, but you know, since they play guitar, bass and drums, they're obviously way better than me uh-huh. <laughs> at doing that. So I'm like, yeah, do whatever you want. Like make it sound good. <laughs> uh, so gotcha. you said you, are you going to say something? No, I just, I was just agreeing. I was just saying, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you, so you started playing the bass at Berkeley to like, um, help you write songs, I guess. Right. And. Was that your first choice, or did you try other things and you just ended up on the bass? Actually, you tried piano. I learned piano, guitar, and bass at Berkeley. Um, Wow. I just felt like I can play all of them. Like if you hand me something and I you like force me to play it, I'll play it. If I have to, it might take me like 
10 minutes, but uh-huh. yeah, I'll play it. But um, I don't know. There's just like something about the bass, like the simplicity of it just like really helps me write. I don't have to think so much mm-hmm. about like everything. It's just kind of like, okay, yeah. Like, it, I don't know. It's just the simplicity. I really just like dig the sound of it. I'm also like, I'm really attracted to like rhythm more than I am. I don't know. I'm I'm attracted to I don't know the bass is like a really good combo of like rhythm and just basic like harmony, so uh-huh. I really enjoy just working with that. Interesting, interesting. Nice. Going back to the gigs and the um, the festivals, do you do sound checks before all your performances? And what is the, if you do like how's it different like from like venue to venue or festival compared to like a smaller? area yeah venue yeah so basically um it does depend and i'm learning this as i go as well um i didn't know this but for festivals you actually don't get to sound check and i was lucky i was like happened to be backstage with my band and they were like hey we just need a quick tester can you play a song and i was Uh like oh yeah this is our sound check like obviously what are you talking about like (laughs) (laughs) like we're here for the sound check and they were like no, you can't play another song. Like, nobody gets a sound check. Like, this was just, like, a quick thing. Like, get off the stage, you know? So I was like, wow, I can't... Like, when Stevie Nicks went on, she didn't sound check. Like, she just walked on stage. And I feel like that's a lot of pressure. That's dangerous, I feel like. I know. Well, that made me, like... I would be so panicked, but I know that they bring really smart people with them, and I'm sure that they have like engineers that will go up to the guy and be like, Hey, you need to fix this this, and this while they're on stage sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But obviously I don't have that luxury. So (laughs) I'm always praying that people can hear me. (laughs) So with no sound check at the festivals, how do you you, like communicate on like which songs to play next or first and stuff like that? Oh, basically that like doesn't have anything to do with the sound. We come in and we build the set list already. Like, I'm like, we're playing this, 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 and this together, and we'll, like, work on transitions. Like, we'll go right into the next song. Mm-hmm. So we're, like, really prepared on that aspect. Um, but what you're talking about with soundcheck, a bit, that's a big deal because um, if I can't hear myself, then I yeah. can't sing, basically. Because if I'm, like, it's basically, like, if you had earplugs in and you were talking, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. can't hear yourself. It's really hard to sing. So it is a big deal when you don't have a soundtrack because you're running the risk that you might not be able to hear anything uh-huh. <laughs> when you get on stage. Is is it difficult to like uh, like pick what songs to sing in a row? Like, do you experiment between which ones to transition from and to go to and stuff? Yeah, it's definitely well. It's like making a playlist. Like playlist curators on Spotify, like they're like always looking for the best like transition breast combo kind of thing. That's definitely what I'm trying to do when I do a set list. And I'm definitely working on it. I try to like mix it up. So if I have like one slow song, then I'll, the next song will be an upbeat song or I'll do like upbeat, upbeat, mid range and then slow kind of thing. So everything is like, it's like a good up and down arc sort of thing. Okay. Here you go, Matt. I don't know. I don't know if someone asked this. I know you said you did like you performed at festivals. How? What was like the biggest crowd that you performed to? Like how many um, people there? Actually, the cr- actually I don't know because at the festivals it's hard to tell 
you know because it's not like they like it's not like when you play like a venue and they're like okay our capacity is this like at a festival it's like and people are walking by also staying coming by so i'm not sure but um i don't know at at the michigan one at faster horses i think i i don't know i at least played to like <laughs> five thousand people maybe five thousand wow, that's crazy <laughs> how do you not but get nervous no, but you don't really know, you know? Like, they were, like, all the way, like, past my eyesight. And then when I got off stage in Connecticut, I was, like, walking around, and they were like, oh, great job, Charlie. And I was like, oh, and they were like, oh, I heard you from when I was getting my drink, like, a mile away. You know what I mean? So it's like, so, you don't already, know. So you got a fan base already, Curry. That's what I'm saying. You said yeah. you can't even see all of them? Oh, man. No, it's that not like crazy. that, though. You know what I mean. Like... Yeah. <laughs> It's like the people are walking around and you're yeah, like, yeah. are they even listening? Or they have their, honestly, they no, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Their <laughs> airbox, <laughs> whatever. So, for sure. Have you ever had, or have you ever felt like you've had a bad performance? And then someone maybe comes up to you saying, like, you did a good job, and you're kind of just like saying thank you to be nice, but in your head, you're just like, I don't, I didn't think I did a good job at all. Yeah, definitely. I, um, yeah, I, when I walk off stage, I'm like always the first thing I think about is, oh my God, I messed up here, here, and here. Like uh -huh. every time when I walk off stage. Um, and then I just like, yeah, I just kind of forget it. After I say those few things that I messed up on, I'm like, because you got to accept it. You did it. Like, yeah. it's out there. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, and I never, like, obviously, if you like crack or like, fall off the stage that's the worst thing like <laughs> and that has not happened to me yet i mean i was in a dance recital and my top fell down so like oh. i have been through it yeah <laughs> man that's wardrobe that malfunction just crazy yeah as long as that doesn't happen i'm like okay like <laughs> i'll survive <laughs> so i just kind of like try not to judge myself because if i like if i enjoyed it like if i'm having fun up there with my band like you know, uh -huh. I know other people did because that's true. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I watch other bands, like I'm sure they feel like they messed up here and there. But I'm like, I didn't know because you guys looked amazing. You guys were having a good time. Like, yeah, we're uh, not here thinking, hey, you missed this note. <laughs> I was uh, I was wondering, you know, going back to messing up, what would you say was your like that, you know, like you messed up, like the worst mess up that you had? Um, I don't know if this is my worst mess up, but actually at Sound Not Sound at the festival, I totally forgot a drum solo that I gave my drummer and I just like blew through it. Like I went straight to the chorus and then I remembered after I sang the chorus and I looked back at him and I was like, take it now. I screamed, <laughs> I was like, let's just do it now. And it worked out, but I was like, oh, shit, like, that was, I was, like, I think I was so, like, I had so much adrenaline that I just, like, kept going because it was that festival. That's so, so funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they're good. Honestly, whenever I'm like, guys, I, I don't want to sing right now, just take a solo. They're, they're on it for me, so. That's they're nice. Amazing. That's cool. <laughs> whenever you walk off stage and someone comes up to you that is saying, good job, or you, like you said, someone was getting a drink and they heard you does it ever kind of like surprise you just getting stopped randomly and like people you don't know just coming up to you and saying oh like you sounded great like good job that was awesome 
Oh, yeah. I, like, when, definitely the drink thing, when that happened, I was like, oh, my God, they actually took the time to, like, <laughs> say hello to me. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. And then when I was walking around at Faster Horses, like, three people asked to take a picture with me. And I was like, oh, my God. That's so crazy. cool. Like, that's are so you cool. kidding? Like, I, what? <laughs> yeah, How did that, that feel? It was, it, it was like really it was good um it was good no it was really cool um, <laughs> yeah it's just kind of like you just kind of feel like why are you taking a picture with me like i want to say that to them you know but i'm like no i can't i can't like diminish this and yeah, that's that's awesome having someone like come up and take a picture with you that's like yeah and i messed up they were like to my friend they were like hey because i was walking with someone and they were like, hey, can you take a picture of us and Charlie? And she was like, yeah. And I handed her my phone. And they were, like, so drunk that they didn't realize that it was my phone either. <laughs> and then when yeah. I took the phone back, I was like, oh, my God, guys, I took it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I just have this picture with, like, fans. <laughs> on my phone. It was, like, the most dysfunctional thing. I wonder if they even remember taking the picture or not. Like, no, I wonder I if they know that, like... They took a picture with you and they don't have it. No, we we sorted it out after that. But oh, I was okay, like, wow, okay. This That's is funny. funny. <laughs> so now that you've you've graduated Berkeley, do they can you still like go to them f- to help for finding festivals to go to and perform it? Um, no. So you can only do the festival thing if you're at Berkeley. But mm-hmm. because I've done this, like because I had the opportunity, I've definitely gotten like a lot more connections from it. Um, yeah because people have seen me and they like kind of contacted me and it's also just really good like to say like when I'm applying to these trying to get these venues you know get a gig I'm like hey I performed on the same stage as Stevie Nicks like the -hmm. fact that I can just say that is like really helpful Uh Um, I don't know if it means anything to them but (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think it sounds good so yeah. yeah you gotta market yourself anywhere you can yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what are your, some of your, your goals with music for, like, the near future or in, in the future? Further in the future? Yeah, I definitely... I think these kind of sound, like, generic, but I think one of my goals is definitely just to, like, make music that makes me happy because I think during mm-hmm. Berkeley, I was, like, felt a lot of pressure to make music that I thought, like the popular public would like or would get me like a ton of streams sort of thing Uh and i'd kind of make it and i'd be like ugh, like i don't yeah like this is not my vibe you know Mm -hmm. so i think like one of my goals is just to make music that makes me happy and also kind of i'm realizing like to say something in my music now i didn't realize how much like a lot of the events that are happening in the world right now actually do affect me and they do come out in my music because a lot of the time I write I sit down to write a song and I'm like ah, I don't want to write another love song like I don't really uh-huh. you know like I'm over it <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like okay what can I talk about that like is actually gonna do something like yeah. maybe and help it, people so yeah, a lot I, of people love listening to music they can like make a connection to so that's definitely a good idea yeah, so I'm trying to get away from, like, topics of love. Obviously, here, like, you know, if it comes out, it comes out. Like, I'll talk about, you know, relationship or things like that. But, uh-huh. you know, like, 
mental health that's really easy to talk about like running is about like just letting like the devil inside your head kind of say you're not good enough and things like that and trying to get out of that sort of thing so it's mm -hmm. definitely like i'm trying to talk about more like social issues in my music because i feel like it's i don't know i just feel like that's like worth my time yeah definitely for or, sure that makes yeah or i want to become a remix like legend and just make like <laughs> I think that's worth people's time. I mean, dancing in the club, people are having fun with that. So. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's a big scene that I don't think is going to go away anytime soon. So. Exactly. It makes people happy. I want to make people happy, and I also want to, like, you know, help people. So that's kind of nice. my vibe. <clears throat> that is... I had a question. I forgot what it was, though. So. <laughs> um... I have a question for you guys. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go for it. What are your favorite artists? Like, my guy JD. Okay, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber's up there. Uh, <laughs> I like right now. I'm kind of more into the R&B music. So some of my top artists are are Gibeon and Daniel Caesar. Those are like some of my go tos. <laughs> yeah, he was he was Daniel Caesar was at the top for a long time for me. Um, Joji, he's up there for me. That's a good one. I think for me, I really like Black Bear. Black Bear's nice too. Yeah, yeah. I like Lucky Day. He's good. Brent, not Brent. Oh, Brent Fires is cool too. But uh, oh, I've listened to K-pop a little bit because my girlfriend's <laughs> into it. Seventeen. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Bryson Tiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryson Tiller. What about you? What are what are your yeah. some of your oh, yours? Um, I am definitely like all over the place. Um, right now, just because SZA released her new album, like uh, when I was okay. like sixteen, I'm like I'm not listening to her new stuff. I'm listening to her like Control album because it's well, that's just a good one too. Yeah, yeah, that um, was like that was the only thing I listened to for a long time in high school. But oh, anyway, so that, okay. I'm in that phase right now. I'm back in that phase. But <laughs> gotcha. Um, definitely, like, well, obviously, like, the rock stuff, like, the Black Keys. Chris Stapleton's actually a country artist that I really like, but it's his voice. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Tennessee Whiskey. He's that guy. But, oh, I listen to that song all the time. Yeah, he's, yeah. So there's, I'm, like, all over the place, though. I like this new artist, Frank Moody, who's, like, a disco kind of vibe person. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I've, I have issues. <laughs> No, it's fine. I don't know why, but you talking about your favorite artist reminded me back in middle school when uh, One Direction was big, and our our French teacher had like connections to the band, and she would she gave away like signed. Uh, did you ever did you get one? No, she... I was so mad when Sophia won it. I was like, "Are you kidding? <laughs> like, I want this." <laughs> no, when Mr. When Mr. Christman introduced like fucking me, Josh, Henry, Nate, and someone else as One Direction, dude, that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> can we talk about? I mean, okay, this is going way off topic. But can we talk about how middle school for the um, talent show when there was a tie and you should have won, Charlie? Oh my god! How, how did you feel about that? How did how did that make you feel that? I literally like, don't remember it. Who's the tie? What was the tie? Out of tight. 
I don't know who the tie was. Maybe Mason with the hypnotizing the chicken. I don't know. Oh my god! If it was Mason, come on. <laughs> but everyone, everyone was like, Charlie should have won. I should have lost. Mason and chickens? Are you kidding? <laughs> I don't know Charlie, but talent was there. It was a talent show. You know. I do so not do you... remember. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. So do you have any upcoming shows like? written down that you're like definitely performing it or any venues yeah so right now i'm actually in like a writing recording phase so we're gonna like start gigging again in may um okay. so right now i do have two shows in boston if you want to come out in may i have one may 3rd and it's actually at the um museum of contemporary art it's like on their balcony sort of thing it's a oh, really really cool, cool. to like cool. play at um, so yeah, that one is May 5th, and then I have another one May 25th, um, it's at the Jungle, it's like a club in Boston, and I'm talking to some artists to open up for them, so that is like TBD though, I have to let you guys know. But yeah, so I'm trying to get those gigs, but summer I will definitely be playing a lot in New York, and Boston, and Rhode Island, and Connecticut, hopefully. I'll my schedule. I had no idea... How exclusive Connecticut was to get gigs. They're like really? the hardest ones right now. Yeah, I'm like, hello, it's New Haven. <laughs> yeah, like, so when you say it's the hardest, does it mean like hardest to get in contact to? Like, not many people get back to you with answers? No, it's just there's, it's really thriving. It's just really booked. Like, mm -hmm. New Haven's a hot spot, and I had no idea. And I think it's harder because it's like there's only a few venues, whereas in New York, like yeah, it's a hot spot, but there's like millions totally. of places. Yeah. But I like I was like, oh my god, this is my hometown. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, you get big enough to where it's like, oh, Charlie wants to play for me. Oh yeah, she's got it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the hometown legend, you know. <laughs> Maybe I'll just all throw it in the bag next year. You'll, I'll come back on the podcast and I'm like, something else. Hey, <laughs> speaking into existence, it might happen. True. More than welcome to reappear, you know. <laughs> uh, do you guys have any other questions for Charlie? Or... Uh, any questions? Charlie, do you have any, uh, well, want to plug anything? Like Spotify or something? I don't know. Oh, you don't have to. I'm yeah. asking. No, I definitely will say stream my new song, Pretty Little Things. Um, definitely on the country or pop rock side. So it's definitely a fun one. If you guys want to stream with it. We'll have to yeah, we'll make sure to put, yeah, we'll make sure to put all your socials in the description of yeah. the podcast. So it's if you guys. Just so you guys know. <laughs> if anyone under age is explicit. So I don't want anyone to I don't think okay. anyone under under. This isn't know. a family. I think, our demo I think our demographic <laughs> is like. Yeah, I don't know the, your demographic. You know, Wait, what was your favorite song again? Sorry. Oh, um, that I wrote. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, it's called "Say It," but it's not out yet. So I'll go with "Running." That's Guys, my keep favorite. an eye out for "Say It." Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep an eye out. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to it as soon <laughs> you know, as it Charlie, releases. <laughs> I have your Spotify pulled up right now. Let me, let me go follow you on Spotify. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, hit the follow. I got you. Uh, I need to follow. I'll send the link, man. I'll send the link. Yeah, I'll send yeah, the link. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Top three fans. Well, I'll listen to it every day now. Okay. 
Yes, I'll get like point zero cents for it. Thank oh you. yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's like the same thing with the podcast. So you're good. <laughs> we know the struggle. We know the yeah. struggle. Well, I'll get there. We're gonna it's get a there. slow, steady grind. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, Charlie, thank you for coming yeah, on the podcast. It was, it was awesome having you. Thank you, guys. I had so much fun. It's good to talk to you as well. Yeah, for sure. So, guys, make sure you go stream Charlie's latest song, Pretty Little Things, and her favorite song, Running. Well, make sure to leave the all the socials and everything in the description of the podcast. And with that, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you guys next week. Adios. Peace. Peace.